God bless you, saints. Good to be back with you. <clears throat> We've got that arduous task out of the way, <laughs> Mary and Esther all. So, uh, but we sure appreciate Brother John for filling in last Sunday. I sure appreciated that Sunday school message. I listen. I listen while I'm working in the in the yard or whatever, and I that sure was a blessing. <clears throat> Let me see here. Let's get back. Maybe we might uh, finish up kind of talking about Sunday uh, serpent seed uh, today. We'll we'll see if we can get through some of these remaining slides. But let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, we ask, Lord, that you'll just bless us here this morning as we study these things out. Lord God, that you'll bless our study and bless, uh, uh, Lord, our hearts. Lord, as the people have gathered, Lord, that they'll come expecting to hear from you today, Lord, and that you'll just bless Brother Wade as he's studying and preparing for the sermons today, Lord. Grant it, Lord, that you'll just help us today, we ask in your name. Amen. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> in the Ephesian church age, Brother Brown said, Speaking about this situation, I got a little graveyard picture. Um, you know, I, 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 I take a little, little effort to put these pictures in here because it really nails home the point of, of you know, to, things to think about. That, um, that Adam made a decision here in, in, back in Genesis, and the decision he made uh, caused, the, uh, you know, ever, you go through struggles in life and you, you go through heartaches and sickness and people getting sick with cancer and struggling with illness and death and all those things. And you can look back, it all started from that, from that decision. Of course, it had to be that way. You know, everything was, was ordained so that God's attributes could be manifested and so forth. But let's see what Brother Bram said about in Ephesian church, church age. He said, Adam took her back. He knew exactly what he was doing, but he did it anyway. And you see, that's, that's something to know. That you're, what you're doing is wrong, but just to go and 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 just step right over. You see what 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 Adam did is the thing. In Adam, the Bible says in Adam all die, because Adam made that decision knowing that he was uh, going the wrong path, that he was accepting that what what his wife believed was wrong, and what his wife had done was wrong. She was a part of him, and he was willing to take her responsibility upon himself. He would not let her go, so Eve conceived by him. He knew she would. He knew exactly what would happen to the human race, and he sold the human race into sin that he might have Eve, for he loved her. And so those two sons were born, sons that would be the fathers of the human race that was even now polluted. So we want to just this morning kind of examine how it got polluted and how to get unpolluted. And that's why in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, it says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it being dead, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Uh, let's just keep meditating on what faith is. That faith, that difference between Cain and Abel here. Cain had a good theology. He understood a lot. He'd been taught a lot. But faith, faith is, I was listening the other day to Invisible Union, and Brother Branham just really nails in faith is revelation and all those things. Faith, faith takes the, uh, the theology and puts it together so you know what it is. Just like uh, I use an example, you know, we, we quote many times where I, I know what the first seal is because I can read where Brother Branham said my revelation of the first seal is, and he lays it out right there. But do you know what it is? Like, do you have a revelation of what it is? And that applies all throughout the scripture. We can read things about it, but when God comes and reveals it to you, 
it takes it uh, <clears throat> to, to a level where, it, like Brother Dale used to use the example, if you dump out all the parts on the floor of the car, if you, got, if you understand, you can put it back together because you know how it works. You know. And that's what faith is, revelation, that you know because it comes from God. Faith, faith is a, a something supernatural that God gives you. And I was, I was reading the other day what Brother, Brother Dale said in the seventh seal when he was preaching that about when, when God, you, faith is such a supernatural thing that when God gives you a revelation, and I'm just paraphrasing, so y'all excuse me, I don't, that when God gives you a revelation, you know that God is with you. Because it's not something that you got from just reading and understand, like reading a book of Shakespeare or something. But God gave that to you. So you know God is on the scene. And that, that should really, I think, that should help us all. That It's not based on feelings or emotions or something. But when God shows you something in the Bible, and you can read and understand what that door in heaven was. And the whole scene in Revelation 4 and the whole scene in Revelation 3. And you can understand these things that have been mysteries for years. You know that God is on the scene. So in the spoken word is the original seed. He said, she got in a hurry. Eve got in a hurry. In our, in our trouble, we want to we wanna rush things and hurry things up and, and, and say we got it when we don't. She got in a hurry. And what did she do? She crossed her seed. She mingled it with the serpent seed. And when she did, she brought, what did she bring? She brought a child of death, a child that, now, now listen to what kind of my, my point, my sticking point this morning is, because there's, I, I want to look at some of the false doctrines and things, things that the naysayers say about the message that they'll say, well, they say that they're just a little special group that because of, if, if you've got the right lineage or whatever, but look what Brother M saying. He said, a child that she perverted every child after that. Now see that, that just puts us all in one bucket. That we all need a redeemer. We all need a sacrifice. We all need a blood covering. There's not something special about some group or some other because we all have a soul that gives us the ability to go this way or that way. We all have a soul that allows us to make a choice, but we all were come come wrong because of what happened in the garden. Now, <clears throat> if you can really see where I'm going this morning, I wonder how many get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on now. It might be good to get get nervous because that'll that'll keep us awake and attentive. And Brother Brown said in the Ephesian church age, he said, Then there was to come a, a day when God would appear in flesh, and by means of his humiliation he would restore fallen man and make him a partaker of that life eternal. But once you see this, you can understand the serpent seed and know that it was no apple you ate. It wasn't no apple. No, what what was it? And I got see. There's picture to really drive home the point of of a tree that's dead and a tree that's alive, and you mix those two together, and now you got what this picture that Brother Brown was painting for us, and as, as he preached the Ephesian Church Age, what it was, it was the degradation of humanity by intermingling the seed, the degradation of humanity by intermingling the seed. So now that puts us all in the one's condition that we all need a savior. And the invisible union of the bride of Christ, that sermon I was listening to the other night while I was working in the yard, he said her body is given to her a sacred trust from God. No female dog, no bird, no other animal, no other creature like that. No, she's the only one by it. She is the reason it's so sacred. She is to bring forth life into the earth. Her body is the bedding grounds of life. Therefore, that's the reason she is given this sacred trust. Oh, you think about that, that we've been given a sacred trust to bring forth the word of God. 
that you have the ability to, to choose uh, left or right, wrong or right. You've got the ability to go in either direction. Now, he said, now, here's where you may disagree, many of you theologians. That's what defile part of the human race. No, the whole human race. That's what defile the whole human race is that adultery at the beginning. Her bedding ground was marred. She brought forth those twins, Cain and Abel, one act, two children, search the scriptures. One act, two children. Now, I, I got kind of a rough, a rough picture that you can see. What, when, Eve, when Eve took that lie of the, of, of the devil and mingled it with the truth of God's word, well, you can see here I've got faith on the left, unbelief on the right. It polluted her, the womb of her mind where she was unable to bring forth a, a, a child the way that God had intended. And he said, now the womb, Eve received the wrong C word. And that's in the spoken word is the original seed. And he said, and, and again, the bride, what muddy have become polluted, Adam's bride now, because she never stayed with God's word. Is that right? <coughs> so it polluted. Mingling, mingling two things, mingling the truth and the false, mingling right and wrong causes a polluted state. Oh, you see, you see why God uh, told, told them in the garden, the day you eat thereof, of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, that day you die. And that's the thing that mankind has been struggling to get back from ever since, is to, 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 to come back to the full word, which is why God gave us a prophet in this last day, to restore the full word. That's one of the greatest promises in the Bible, and that prophet, that prophet Joel prophesied that I will restore what he will restore, the full word. Because one word off in the beginning caused death, and if we restore back the full word, if God brings us back to the full word, then it will bring, bring us back to that original condition where we are in, in control of ourselves, where we've got temperance, that we're in control, and the patience of God, and all those other things. And that, and that put, puts us in a condition where we're able to speak the word, and that we're able to bring us back right into the same condition that they were in, where we're able to uh, have control over ourselves and a control over the create, like Brother Ryan said, we're created, create an atmosphere. You can create an atmosphere, control over the atmosphere of your surroundings and so forth. <coughs> now you see the pollution. She she accepted a, a, a one word off. She she believed one word off, and it polluted the womb of her mind, and it also polluted her natural womb. You see where <coughs> Brother Ram said in Joseph meeting his brother, he said the Bible said he was the most subtle of all the beasts, not reptile of all the field. He was the one who beguiled the woman in his beauty. And she conceived, and now by doing that and seeing sin was coming, God put such a curse upon him till science will never find any relationship between this serpent as known today in mankind. But there is your fallen, degraded being between that hooked the animal life together, hooked it all together. Now you can see uh, Adam and Eve there on the left, uh, I put in yellow, and, and you, you take that beast line on the right, and before long, you got, like, I got a little melting pot, that before long, you're going to get it all blended together, like, brother, for example, Brother Aaron has been uh, showing how that, uh, you know, he's related to all these different people. You start tracing your lineage back, and you find out, whoops, I'm related to Elvis Presley. Whoops, I'm related to uh, uh, somebody in history that uh, killed a bunch of people, and, or, or whatever. You, before long, you get bound down to this one little family, Noah's Ark, that they were on the, on the ark. And, in, and Brother Brown, in oneness, he said, man can find monkeys and chimpanzees, chimpanzees and so forth, but they can't find that link, the link that what? 
that connects man and beast together. There he is. God cursed him so far he can't come back again. That's on him for this evil act that he did. He was the only seed that would mix. <clears throat> Make sure I'm on the right slide. And Brother Bram said in the Ephesian church age, he said, I want to go into some certain proof we have that there is a definite affinity between man and animal. It is a physical thing. And I got two cells there. And we'll get into what affinity means in just a second. He said, do you know that you can take the embryo cells from an unborn fetus and inject them into human beings? Then those thyroid cells will go right to the human thyroid. The kidney cells will go right to the human kidneys. Do you realize how stupendous this is? Some intelligence guides those animal cells exactly to the right place. That intelligence accepts those cells and puts them in exactly the right place. There is an affinity between animal and man. They can't intermingle and reproduce. That has been tried. But back in the garden, that intermingling did take place. And the chemical affinity, which still exists, proves it. For back in Eden, the serpent was an upright creature. He was close to man. He was almost man. Satan took advantage of the serpent's physical characteristics to use him to beguile Eve. Then God destroyed that pattern of the serpent. No other beast can co-mingle with man, but the affinity is there. And affinity means you take, you take a liver cell and you put it in your bloodstream. It's going to attract itself to the liver. You take uh, what, whatever kind of cell and you, 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 it's going to, it's, and, and what he's saying is you can take a, a, one of those types of cells from an animal, put it into a human, and it's going to move toward that same kind of cell in a human because there's an affinity. Affinity is the tendency of cells to adhere specifically to cells of the same type but not to cells of a different type. Brother Ram said in the spoken words, the original seed, he said, she brought death through a bastard-born child, which we all are children of. But God came in the flesh to give us another birth, to bring us back to original sons and daughters of God. What, am I, what are you talking about this morning, Brother Bob? I'm trying to say that, like Paul said, we have no confidence in the flesh. I don't have confidence. I don't have any confidence in where my natural lineage came from. But what I have confidence in this morning is the lineage of Christ. If I can get tapped into the new birth and get tapped into the eternal life of God, that will override everything that, that was messed up by the fall in the Garden of Eden. That was messed up by the pollution of Eve's natural mind, of the pollution of her mind that prevented her from being able to bring forth children the right way. The pollution of her womb that was able that, that would be able to bring forth a child in the way that God wanted to. And just how everything just got all mixed up and mashed up. You need to be born again. You need to be born again because we were born wrong. And we need to be born again not by man's ideas and man's thoughts and things, but by the word of God. God Brother Bram said, if I can finish this quote, he said, God came in the flesh to give us another birth, to bring us back to original sons and daughters of God. See, there you are. The life sperm of Eve never happened. It never did. Why? She mingled it, kept it away instead of adding Adam coming to her for a bride when the time appointed would be. Just like Will would have come to the group, Christ would have come to his church. He promised it. Now, it, this, this kind of ties in together with a lot of Old Testament scriptures that, that people use to refute Christianity and say, well, why would God say this in the Old Testament? So I just want to briefly look at some of these. Like, because God was so against mixing the truth and fault, mixing things up, because you mix it up and you, you can't bring it back to the original. So in Deuteronomy chapter 22, it says, Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with divers seeds. Don't, don't sow your vineyard with, with, well, let's say, true and false. 
lest the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown and the fruit of thy vineyard be defiled. Don't plow your field with an ox and an ass together. And you think, well, what, that doesn't make any sense. But it makes sense in the context of what we're talking about, how the degradation of humanity began because of mixing things up. So God was so against mixing things up that he, he even told the Israelites, don't plow your field with an ox and an ass together. Just, just if you're going to plow your field, let them both be oxes or, or let them both be donkeys. But, but don't mix things up. And don't don't even make a garment with different kind of fabrics. Don't make a garment with with uh, polyester and a d- garment with cotton. And because we want to keep things pure, we want to, we want to mixing things up just messes everything up. Thou shalt not wear a garment of divers sorts as of woolen and linen together. And Brother Brown said, in the meanest man I know, he said, not only have we hybrided fruit animals, but we've hybrid religion it has to be babied and petted. It's not the original. We try to take the word of God and breed it into something else and breed it over here. And it becomes a bunch of delicate babies that we have to baby and they t- can't take the real word. Aren't you glad this morning that we're able to take the real word? Uh, aren't you glad to be able to take a good gospel spanking or a good gospel scolding that will shape you up and mold you into a real genuine Christian that don't have to be babied and put moved over into the hot house for a little bit? <laughs> oh, well, that'll, that'll preach. <laughs> But, but let's, let, me, let me pause here and let's look at what the, some of the naysayers of the message say because they'll, they'll use a misinterpretation of what Brother Branham's doctrine is to poke at what we believe. And so, for example, they'll say, uh, this, this one article I found, I think it was on Wikipedia, they say, adherence of the white supremacist theology, which is known as two-seed-line Christian identity, don't believe that the Jew, before I get into this, let me just give a brief explanation. People try to associate that they discredit the serpent seed doctrine by trying to make it something racist or trying to make it exclusionary, which is in some cases, a lot of people in the message have done saying by saying that if you're come from this specific line in the flesh that you can be saved, but if you can't have it, then you can't be saved. And, and, they, and, and so that people will take that and explode it out into, well, if, you, if you're, if you're a, a white person, and we will read this, if you're white, you can be saved. If you come from the right lineage, you can be saved. But the people that can't be saved, that's where the black people and Jews and all this other, they put them in that. Bunk, in that and, and, and you see, they twist up the truth. And, and I just want to declare this morning that I don't stand for none of that Tommy Rock. That's a bunch of trash. And that is not what. <laughs> you go back and listen to the serpent seed message. And Brother Bram said that a black man can give a white man a blood transfusion. And I can actually live off of his same blood because we're made the same. We're all made the same. And so they twist that and say, well, well, see, Brother Branham was promoting a racist idea. But there's no racist racism or anything, any, any inclination of that in any of the things that he taught. If you would just go back and listen to it, listen to what he really said. <clears throat> that what he really said was we're all lumped in this together and we all need a redeemer. We all need a lamb sacrifice. And that's why Abel brought a lamb because he knew the only way back was through the blood of something. And it had to be an animal because an animal was the one that, that caused the mess in the beginning, the, the beast. So let an animal, Brother Brown said in, the, in one of the church's messengers, messages, 
It was animal life that caused it, so let animal life pay the price until finally Christ could come on the scene and die for us and his blood could have an effect in your life and change you and begin to redeem your soul and begin to work outward, changing your spirit until one day your body will be changed. See, your, your flesh got messed up in the beginning, but God has got an antidote for that. He's got a way to redeem your flesh the same way that he redeemed your soul and your spirit. Now, let me get back to this quote. I'm, I'm going to get carried away. He said, adherence of the white supremacist theology, this, this is this quote I got on the Internet, which is known as two-seed line Christian identity, did not believe that the Jews are the chosen people of God because, in their view, only white people are the descendants of Adam and hence the chosen people of God. According to their belief, members of all other races are descended from Cain and are thus descended from Satan, especially Jews and blacks. This belief was popularized by Wesley Smith, Conrad Gard, Dan Gaiman, and William Potter, among others. The opposing faction is called One Seed Line Christian Identity because its adherents hold the view that all people are descended from Adam, but they believe that only Aryans, meaning Northern Europeans, are God's chosen people. Now, let's see how they tie this in with Brother Branham. According to this guy named Stephen Hassan, Brother Branham's sermons lay the foundation to believe that black people are the inferior race. Branham used the term hybrid to describe anything he believed to be tainted by the serpent, which he did not. Oh, you see how see how it easy it is for somebody to twist things into something that's and it's so important. You 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 gotta have your own revelation, your own experience. That's why you gotta when you hear somebody say something about a church or a doctor or whatever, go by yourself and search things out and find out if it really is true what people are saying. Because if you go back and listen to what Brother Branham preached in the serpent seed and the invisible unit and all these things, you can't come away with this kind of understanding. They're just trying to use it to discredit. And, and I think, you know, we, sometimes we shy away from these things because, you know, I, I, I think we should, uh, I think it's helpful to just, um, people are battling this kind of stuff out all the time. I think it's helpful to just, just put it right out there in the open and shine a spotlight on the mess that this is. Branham accused Eve of producing a hybrid race. Certainly, she produced a hybrid race. And he provided a way to trace the hybrid line of the serpent seed to Africans and Jews. No, not like that. No, through Ham, the biblical progenitor of the African peoples, King Ahab, Judas Iscariot, Roman Catholics, and the future Antichrist. How are you going to trace the serpent seed? Not, Not through your flesh like that, but you trace the serpent seed by what you believe today. But while, just like how Eve disbelieved God's word and took one word off, today you can still take one word off and believe the lie of the devil. You, the believe in the lie of the devil is what, what produces, it, it produced the mess in the beginning and it's going to produce a mess in the end time. And that's why God sent us the antidote and a message that would restore, tie up all the loose ends, and tie up all the misunderstandings and all the confusion and give us clarity in an age where everybody is confused. And the person that wrote this is clearly confused. He said Michael Birkin wrote that Branham was the most significant proponent of the racial teaching, racist teaching, teaching outside of the Christian identity movement and directly influenced their theology, which is a lie of the devil. It's a straight up lie of the devil. Just like so many of these things that people say that uh, if you go research, it's just a lie. Like that Brother Branham said that Hattie Wright's daughter was going to be healed. That's a lie. He never said that. He said, if God told me, 
that she would be healed. She'll come out of that, out of that wheelchair or whatever she was in. So many things. It's, it's a lie. A lie just like the devil spun to Eve in the beginning. That where he just takes just one little word that's close and just twists it until it's, it just it, it can't produce anything real. So Brother Bram said in the spoken word is the original seed. If we go back to that quote, he said that every man, no matter whether he's the pope, priest, bishop, whatever he is, he dies because he's a hybrid. Now that puts us all in the same category. Oh, well, well bless God, I, I'm sure I can trace my lineage back to Adam somehow or, or whatever, whatever you'd say. But no matter whether you're a pope, a priest, bishop, whatever you are, whatever you are, you need a redeemer. Whatever you are, you need a savior. That means whether you're a prophet, a priest, a king, whatever. That's exactly. He was born between who? Satan and Eve. And they call it whatever you want to. It was Satan and Eve. The original word had nothing to do with it. The original word was life. He had hybrid it and it brought death. That's why in Genesis chapter 2, God told him, If the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. The tree of knowledge of good takes some good. It takes some evil. And God didn't want us to know about evil. He just wanted us to know about good. To know him. God didn't want us to know about pornography. And he didn't want us to know about addiction to cigarettes. He didn't want us to know about all the filth that you learn in school. He didn't want us to know about all. He wanted us to just have faith and confidence in him. Amen. You eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the message oneness, he said, his kingdom, Satan's kingdom, can promise nothing but death. That's all he has. He's the author of death. He can promise lies, but he's the father of lies. He can't give you life. He can't give you heaven. He has no heaven to give you. Think of it. One word to disbelieve God through a promise of the devil or his machinery. One word sends you into torment. One word twisted up. And we'll stop there. But that's something to think about. That God can, the devil can take one word, take the serpent seed doctrine and twist it up and make it racist. Take one word, twist it, twist it up and say, well, the promise of the Holy Ghost ain't for you and give you torment. One word off and say, well, some people just can't get it no matter how much they want it. Some people, but I want to I end on this, that the promise is to whosoever will. Amen. It doesn't matter where you come from in your flesh. I have no confidence in the flesh, but I have confidence in what Jesus Christ did for me. Amen.